All right. So I think we've talked a little bit about the Mission Impossible movies over the course of the show, but I, I want so. to I want to talk about it a little bit a, a little bit more. And and Nish, I want to know your your history and your relationship with the Mission Impossible franchise. Sure. Um, I was in from the beginning. Saw Mission Impossible in the theater, 1996. I remember very, very well. It is like, it's not a core memory, obviously, but it is a memory that <laughs> sticks in my head watching that Langley heist scene and just remembering uh -huh. like how absolutely silent the theater was during that, during that entire scene where, you know, it's silent during that part. Um, the original Mission Impossible, it's weird because it's like, I think like it is not the most Mission Impossible of the Mission Impossible movies in terms of what, what that this franchise became, but right. it still probably is my favorite overall like i'm not necessarily going to say it's the best in terms of that but i just there's something about it i will always like like i can quote it in a way that i can't quote any of the others because i've seen it a million times um i like the brian de palma like weird like very distinctive directing of it <laughs> um so i like it i like i like it a lot um we, we're gonna get to this obviously but i was very excited when we first saw when the first Dead Reckoning Part One trailer came out, and Kittrich was in the trailer. I was like, "Oh my god, it's Kittrich!" Front and center. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so there was that, and then I, um, I saw, uh, Mission Impossible Two in college, and was like, "God, what the fuck happened here? What a piece of shit!" <laughs> I mean, I don't. I've never seen the movie after I saw it in the theater, so I can't actually say like, "Is like, is it as big of a piece of shit as I remember?" It's probably not actually a piece of shit. Like, it's not I, actually a horrible I, movie, but it just... No, I saw it four days ago. Okay. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. I mean, it, it just doesn't fit, like, anything, like, any of the other things. And, like, I feel like what I remember of it vaguely, besides just the John Woo-ness of it and, like, Tom Cruise's long hair, which I'd never liked, is, like, the bad guy is, like, Stuart Townsend, right? Or something like that, like, like, like who's, like, such a non-entity of an actor, I feel like. He very, yep. very famously the original Aragorn. Which, uh, who is the bad guy? In, in, yeah, do, do I have this wrong? I feel like it. I feel like it's Stuart Townsend, but maybe, maybe. That's oh no, Do Gray Scott. Oh, Do Gray Scott. It's Do Gray Scott. Yeah, I confuse those two guys. You're right. It's Do Gray Scott. Totally fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another very nothing person. No, very no, no, nothing. I mean, he, I'm, I don't know how he is as a person, but as an actor, very forgettable. Um, and I just have this vague recollection of like, there's a virus, and then Thandie Newton gets like exposed to the virus and then she's just kind of like wandering around the streets or something like that like and like in the cliffs and like yeah, yeah. Like, like it was just felt a lot like what the fuck is going on in this movie it, it feels incomprehensible compared to all of the other movies all right so uh, let me let me stop you really yeah, so yeah, as I'm much going as very like, slowly through all of these right now as much as like the first one so so we're going to talk about a little bit about dead reckoning part one but like after I saw it, I've decided to go back and, and rewatch all the other franchise. Got it. I'm not through them all. I'm, I watched the the first four. Okay. Um, you're, so I five you just, yeah, you just have five and six. But so the first movie still fantastic, still holds up. It's amazing, um, and it's like super tense. It's it's Brian De Palma. I'm gonna say his De Palma ness is probably an eight out of ten. Yeah, it, it's a lot. Like it's a I, lot, I, but not too much. Right. I didn't know Brian De Palma very well back in 1996 when we watched it, so I don't know that I would have clocked it. But like in the times yeah. I've seen it since then, having seen other more of his movies, it's like, oh yeah, this is very Brian De Palma. Like he did not dial this back. No, which which I think works. Yes, like, I agree. 
like I'm glad he didn't make four entries in this franchise. Yes, but, I also uh, agree with that. But I'm glad he made one. And then yes, so so number two, I would say the John Woo ness of that movie is dialed up to a 15. Yeah, like the the number of slow mo shots in this movie is mind boggling. Yeah, and there are definitely doves at some point, right? I feel like <laughs> there, there's there definitely are some but dove like, shots. But like you get you get the amount of doves you expect to get. Sure, but the slow mo is way too much. The slow mo is just like I I think I I would love to watch a version of this movie without slow motion. I I, I will bet you it is like eight minutes shorter. Like there is so much slow mo in this movie. Yeah, it's unrelenting. Um, and yeah, it's it it feels like it feels like John Woo really wanted to make a James Bond movie but had to make a Mission Impossible movie instead. Um, yeah, like my, my my vague recollection on it is like, whenever I think of it, it feels so much more generic in my head than like a, than, than a Mission Impossible movie really should be. Yeah, it, and it's the least team-based of the movies. It's like the most centered on Tom Cruise. And like, it's got like, you know, it's got a like Tandy Newton is basically a Bond girl in this movie um to the point where like they have like a the flirty car chase that like you've seen in like five different james bond yeah, movies sure. um and it's just like and and like it, like it wasn't until like a week ago when i just watched it that it all kind of clicked it's like oh he wanted he wanted to make a bond movie but made a mission impossible movie instead and that's part of i think why what doesn't work about it at least right. for me i mean that would make uh, sense because those are very i mean it's hard. It's tough, right? Because it's like it was only the second Mission Impossible movie, even though Mission Impossible had been a series. So there was like definitely an idea of what is a Mission Impossible thing. But like right. it maybe hadn't like, you know, it was new enough that you could be like, well, what if we did this instead? But it's like, no, this doesn't work like at all. Yeah. So that so then so then it by the way, have you seen them all? Yes. Except for except for Dead Reckoning. They were Dead Reckoning. Yeah. 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 I've seen and then, them all, and, then and, and the, except for Mission Impossible Two, I've seen them all multiple times. And then we have the J.J. Abrams MI3, Felicity, right? Yeah, yeah, version, yeah. Which, like, I think, like, I was gonna say, it's like kind of like it's got like Force Awakens energy, in as much as it's like kind of returning this, like the like it gets like kind of a thing where it's just like, yeah, this is more of what a mission impossible movie is, but that's maybe not fair to mission impossible three, because I feel like force awakens really doesn't do much more than that. Whereas I feel like MI three has some stuff absolutely going for it. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman is a very good villain from what I remember. I, he, he is a good villain. I, it's, it's a course correct for the series. Yes, exactly. Like it, it that's, it, that's, that's what I meant. The yeah. same way that like the force awakens was intended as a course correct for star Wars after the prequels of like, let's get back to like not doing everything digitally and like having like things feel grimy and dirty, you know, like it, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, 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 and what, what MI3 did, it kind of said like mission Possible movies are a little bit goofy. They're a little bit funny. And like, they're a little bit, improbable in the way that like even the people in the movie are kind of like you've got to be kidding me right which it like has become like a staple of the series right, in, like right. in, like the best possible right. way well and it, and it it as opposed to mi2 which i don't think had much of this or at least i don't remember it, Very like, it, it, and, and it also brought like the gadgets back a little more like and by mm -hmm. gadgets like not bond gadgets but just like you know the masks obviously there's a lot of masks in mi3 from what i remember um there's a lot yeah, yeah. and then like you know, and, and then just other stuff that they like have and can like do things with. Um, 
am I right in saying does anybody Luther's in in MI3, right? But like is Luther's in Luther's in, in all, all of them, them, right? But it is is none of the other members of the team in MI3 move on to any of the other ones, right? Uh, like, not true. We actually it, we actually get introduced in ben, to Benji in this one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Um, I, 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 that I, appears yeah, in every yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I forgot that Benji's in three. Of course he is. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the rest of them are like it's like Jonathan Reese Myers and like Maggie Q, like like people yeah. like that, right? Who are like in it exactly kind of one yep. one and done. Um, what I remember about it, I mean, I like so what I remember about my three is like I think. I, I like the opening scene a fair amount, like the Carrie Russell, Russell rescue gone wrong. I feel like that's a really mm-hmm. good way to open the movie. Um, I like, like what I remember maybe most about the, about the movie is the Vatican, like the, the extended Vatican sequence, which I think is probably, you know, the best set piece. Maybe I don't yeah, love, sure. I don't love the finale. Like, like where, 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 what, where are they in? Are they Shanghai or someone like they're in Shanghai? Yeah. yeah. And he's trying to rescue his wife. And, right, um, right, right. Like, I think that is good in, like, the whole bringing the wife in. Or is, is she his wife at that point? Or are they or are they just... She is. They, they, I can remember. They, they end up, like, getting getting a quickie marriage before she goes off on, that's he right. goes off on his mission. That's right, yeah. that's right. Julia. Um, Julia. Yeah. Um, it's like, I don't love the way that finale goes, but, like, it's maybe better in retrospect because of the, of how they bring, bring her back and bring the idea of like their relationship back over the next couple of movies, which I do mm-hmm. like a fair amount actually. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing I wanted to talk about to, to talk about is, is the next movie rogue nation, which I feel mm. like is like a ghost protocol. Oh, sorry. Ghost yeah. protocol. I keep doing that. Oh, okay. Ghost protocol is the next one, um, which I feel like is like the fast five of the mission impossible ones where it's yeah. like everything kind of clicks it's way better than it has any right to be. Um, and it sets it and, and it's like, okay, these are what these movies are going to be for yeah, the rest of the, absolutely. The it, of the it, it sets the template for like what, yeah. For what the mission impossible yeah. movies are going to be going forward. I a hundred percent agree. The whole like Burj Khalifa sequence yeah, where he's got to climb it with the glove. Yeah. Which is, yeah. But even like, like leading up to it, like his reaction of like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like I, and and Benji's just like no, like you can yeah, do this. this. He's yeah. like, oh my god! And then it's god. like the like, glove not working, and then like the yeah. sandstorm is on its way. Yeah, and yes, and it, it 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 leans heavily into the Ethan Hunt running meme, which I really love. Yes, that he's just like running everywhere. Yeah, running through and, that sandstorm after whatever the guy's name is, who turns out to be the bad guy. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot that's good in that that movie, and I and I think like. It's interesting because, like, it's another movie where I feel like it's like the finale's de- decent. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like not the best part of the movie, right? Like, it's like the like right. the Burj Khalifa part is the best part of the movie. Yeah, the the, the finale is of like fighting in the car park. Yeah, and and but it's but it also introduces Jeremy Renner, who is amazing in these movies and should have been in all the rest yes, of them. Agreed. He's only in uh, the two, right? Like, he's only in that in Rogue Nation. And, then, and barely in Rogue Nation, yeah. Right, right. But he has he, he has an important role in Rogue Nation, but he's not he he doesn't really show up until like sixty percent of the movies. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Um. So yeah. So so Ghost Protocol, the, the like the sleeper hit of the series. I yeah, would say. yeah. I agree. Ghost Protocol is the one that starts with him in the uh, in the Russian prison, right? With like the yes. with a, ain't that a kick in the head thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He's good. got the rock, like he's throwing around the, the window and he puts it back in the perfect shape hole. And yeah, he's yeah. Telling yeah. Benji to open the door. Yeah. Benji's and like, I'm not opening the door. And he's got bugged on with him or whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, really uh, that's, I mean, yeah, it's really good. And like, and yeah, it's, it's just well done, the whole, the whole thing. And that's also the, uh, with the Kremlin blowing up. Yes. In the, in the opening. Yeah. And then we have Rogue Nation, which I also think is like, the is like Fast and the Furious Part Six, which is like, it's the one I always forget about. <laughs> it it may be the one I've seen the most because I feel like it's always on TV. So maybe not from the beginning, but it's like, I feel like I'm always watching some bit of Rogue Rogue Nation. Um, I really like. I don't remember how I felt originally if I always liked her from the start, but I I really like the Ilsa Faust character. Um, I could I could take it or leave it to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I can see that too, but I I I, I like her a fair amount. Um, and so you know, that, I mean, she's obviously like I I guess what I mean is I I, I like where that character kind of goes and like sort of what they do in the in the movie with her and kind of what her ultimate motivation is and then like how that kind of all works in. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of I, I I like a lot of the scenes actually in uh in Rogue Nation. Probably my favorite is the one towards the end with the where they take the prime minister hostage with with Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin and all that. Yep. And they have to say the uh, the passphrase and all that to open the the whatever it is, the lockbox thing that, that has. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stuff. I like the movie. It just has a, has the quality of just sliding off my brain mm-hmm. after I see it. And for some reason, like it just it just doesn't stick around at all. Yeah. Like, but every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do like this. Yeah. And then like a week goes by, I'm like, I don't remember, I don't remember, I remember what happens in, in this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then and then there's Fallout, which is the most yeah. recent one until this new one. Which people tend to love. I think it's okay. And it it made me a little bit nervous for the for the that like again, I keep drawing fast and furious parallels, but like it made me a little bit nervous of like, oh, am I not going to like like the final part of the Mission Impossible series? Like, are they going to try to do? And I feel like Daniel Craig's Bond did this, where they tried to like really late in his run. They're like, okay, now we're going to build the mythology for the end of the character. Right. And I was like, I don't like this. Like this, and 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 I felt like Fallout wanted to do that too. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, it brings like, whereas you know, it's like so. I mean, we're obviously we've we've obviously been spoiling without getting into a lot of detail all of these movies, but like I'm going to do so more now. It's like like every movie. So like you have like MI three. We mentioned like you know his relationship with his wife, and then that's like a fairly big like subplot of Ghost Protocol, where it's like kind of like she she died and it's this big thing, and then you find out in the end like no, she didn't actually die. Um, and then I can't remember if like, I feel like they're again, it's like I'm mixing them up in my head now. Maybe I can't remember if she's in rogue nation at all or not. Like if they have a scene at the end or anything like similar scene where like he like sees her or anything like that. But that's really just, I think at the end of ghost protocol, it is. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. the last few minutes. Yeah. Of ghost protocol. But then she's back in a big way in fallout, which maybe yep. is like part of the mythology kind of thing with it a little bit. Her and her and West Bentley. <laughs> so 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 let's so let's go from that and then let's talk about the the movie we're actually here to talk about which is dead reckoning yeah and in my mind going part one (laughs) yes so i didn't i wasn't intentionally doing this 
and I didn't even realize I had done it till it was done. But I have seen every Mission Impossible movie in the theaters, um, and 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 I really, generally speaking, really really like them. I think like the last ten minutes of conversation kind of bears that out. Right, that, like, right. They are kind of my jam, and um, you know, I'm not going to spoil this movie, but it does it. It's a Mission Impossible movie, which means like, you know, what you think you're going to get, you're going right. to get. Now, the one thing I was nervous about was I was like, oh, I haven't seen Fallout in a little while. Like, do I need to watch it before I go see this movie? Again, I had like these visions of the end of the Craig Bond era. Right. Like, and and to its credit, it's like, nope, you don't really need to. Like, they they do enough where it's like, okay, I can pick up what's going on. Like, enough triggers. Um where it wasn't like, you know, oh man, I really need to be steeped in the lore or whatever to know what's right, going on. Right, right. No, it's fine. It is mostly fine. Um the the it it is a Mission Impossible movie through and through, where it's like kind of dialed up a little bit more. Like the stunts have gotten a little bit bigger. The the wackiness, like the the not wackiness isn't the wrong word, but like the incredulousness of the characters that they're going to do the things they're going to do in the movie is also dialed up where they're just like, you've got to be like, that's like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're right. like, yeah, you got to do it. And he's like, that's a, that's absolutely insane. Right. And that's like, that's like dialed up to a whole bunch, which, you know, again, I like, yeah. Um, and yeah. And, and, and they're, they're good movies and I'm going to be really sorry where they're gone. That being said, like, and Tom Cruise looks really old now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, he doesn't for how old he is in a way, but he does when you like go back and look at like the initial Mission Impossibles where it's like he looks like he wasn't, but he looks like a little kid in the original Mission Impossible compared to how he right. looks now. And and there are, it's funny, there are I don't I don't know if it's makeup or what, but there are shots in this movie where he looks better than other shots, and it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, he's he's old and like they they don't really touch on it in the way I was kind of expecting them to. Right. Um, in a way that maybe they've done in the past couple mission impossibles. Yeah. Like at times, like they've made reference to the fact that it's like, I don't know if they've used these words, but like that it's like, it is a young man's game and you're not young anymore. Like that kind of thing. Or it's like, you know, it's like, you're going to like, you know, it's like you, you've always been like faster and quicker, like whatever, you know, quicker this way. And it's like, that's, you know, someday you're going to run into the person who is faster and quicker than you. Like that kind of thing. Right. Um, so what's interesting, what, but what is very interesting about the movie, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm technically going to spoil who the bad guy in the movie is, but like, it's been widely talked about and not really surprised, but like the bad guy in the movie is an AI. Um, and like, it's, they tell you in the first five minutes of the movie, that right. that's the case. Like, it's not a surprise. Right. And I think what's very interesting about it, I was thinking about this is on the one hand, it feels very prescient for our time, right? Like, this is a movie that's been in development for a super long time. It was supposed to come out before COVID. Like, it was supposed to come out during COVID, right? But, right. like, it got, kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. It's not like this is a movie they threw together in the last year when it was like, oh, yeah, AIs are a thing now. Um, so, so it's, like, fortunate that it's landing at that time. But what's unfortunate about it is it's very much a movie where the AI was written before our current knowledge. So it feels like what you would think a TV AI would be like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And in that way, like it's it's amazing how dated it feels so quickly. I'm I'm picturing it like I I know like you said ten years ago, which is not, but I'm picturing Lawnmower Man now. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite Lawnmower awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah, but it is it is very much like it is very much like a, oh, this is what we used to think of when, if we thought of like a like an evil AI. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite work, but like whatever. It's it's Mission Impossible movie and and like you know. You could kind of check your brain at the door for it a yeah. little bit. He's not like it's not an evil AI who's like answering questions as if he's Mario or like Harriet Tubman or something like that. <laughs> no, thankfully, <laughs> um, thankfully it's not. And you know, it's it's it, there's there there very much is a formula to these movies, right? Where it's like what they really want is. Ethan Hunt is like super spy, part of the super spy organization. But in all the movies, right, he can't have the benefits of being part of a large governmental organization. So he always either like he goes rogue or the whole system, like, you know, ghost protocol, everybody gets disavowed or. Right. Rogue, you know, rogue nation. He's yeah. Like you said, he's gone rogue because he's the only one who believes that this thing exists. Right. Fallout, exactly. He's kind of in like a bit of like a deep cover kind of thing, sort of like like he's 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 kind of on his own. It's like him and Henry Cavill for the first half of the movie somewhat. Right. There's always, there's always something um, yeah. that, that, yeah, that right. kind of cuts them off. Yeah. And, and, and this again, you know, like, you know, I, I won't go into details, but it follows that same pattern. Sure. And, and the reason that I bring that up is yes, you brought it up earlier. Kittredge is back in the movie. Love Kittredge. Yeah, me too. Um, such a good, such a good character. Yeah, and I'm so glad they brought him and back. It's but unfortunately, it's crazy to bring. It's like it is. This is 2023. That movie came out in 1996. We have not seen him in the intervening years. It is 27 years later. Here he is. And I think he's the only. I think he's the only Mission Impossible. I don't know, like boss to to reoccur. Like it's been. Yeah, I mean, Al- Alec Baldwin's in. Oh, he's in two of them, Yeah, he's in Rogue Nation, and then he's also in Fallout. Yeah, you're right. That might be the only one, yeah. Like, I don't even remember who some of the bosses are. It's like, I remember, like, there's Tom Wilkinson in the beginning of Ghost Protocol, and then he gets killed, like, pretty early as as the secretary there. And then it's Lawrence Fishburne. um, Oh, right. I forgot about Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's Lawrence Fishburne in MI3, right? Or three or four? I'm forgetting now. Um three because yeah, yeah three with um, it's, it's it's what's uh, his name billy billy billy, billy crudup is, is billy, like billy the crudup, it, yeah yeah he comes back later on in mi4 um no no uh, he he and he and lawrence fishburne are both in three. Oh right and, and, and then like, billy crudup said four again right or or is he only nope. in three so so it's no, three he, it's, he, it's, he gives, it's three yeah. where it's the twist is that he's one of the bad guys right yeah okay. or, or he's yeah yeah got it, exactly got right. it okay i was thinking uh, that was four for some reason so yeah, so they bring Kittredge back, but 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 they got to do this thing where like you know where where Ethan and his team are you know off the grid or whatever, and it's like they so they put him in like a weird spot where it's like, well, is he on Ethan's side? Is he not on Ethan's side? Like, is he working? Is is you know, and and like they try to walk this weird line with the character, I think because they wanted him around, and they're like, well, we can't like make him a bad guy. I think everybody would hate us if we did that. But like we also have this dramatic tension that we need to resolve with him, um, and un- unfortunately, like it makes his character f- feel kind of weird. Yeah, I I hope like yeah I hope he comes back um, for the for the, for the part two movie, and um, and I hope he gets you know 
I hope he gets his moment of glory because right. like yeah he's because he's great yeah um so so you know you know please please bring him back but um but yeah I mean you you've seen the crazy stunt like you know they show it in every preview they do, yeah I've um, even seen a behind the scenes one ish kind of one where it's like. I, th- I think it was like Simon Pegg filming it and like kind of being like, oh God, like he's like, I feel so nervous. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I'm watching him go off the cliff. <laughs> In watching these movies, I often think about what Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise's relationship is like. Um, I mean, don't you kind of think what anybody in Tom Cruise's relationship is like a little bit? Kind of. Uh, I mean, yes, kind of. Um, but like some people, I feel like he can like slot in better with. And like I feel like the two of them just—I don't know—I I would just love to like see the two of them at lunch at some point. Yeah, no, I—I like I, I, I know what you mean. I always thought a weird thing about Tom Cruise. I mean, there's so much weird about Tom Cruise, but this is not what I mean. Um, I find it interesting that people will go on like talk shows and and interviews and things, and they will talk openly about like working with Tom Cruise. And they'll talk about how weird Tom Cruise is, not in the way that it's like they won't do it in like a this guy's batshit insane. And it's like he's a some weird Scientologist, not that way, but just in the way that it's like his interactions are like odd with you a little bit. But they'll say it very openly, which I always think is like, what is Tom Cruise thinking? Like, are these people just not ever planning on working with Tom Cruise again? Or do do they just figure that like, ah, he won't care, like whatever. It's just it's a weird thing to always go on. And like the only thing you have to say about this, like mega famous co-star you're with is that it's like, yeah, like he did this weird thing when we were like talking. And it's like, like, like I saw this one recently where I mean, it, the thing is a reason I saw it recently, but it was like Bill Hader talking about what it was like being on Tropic Thunder with tom cruise uh-huh. which i kind of forgot that the two of them actually share a lot of scenes because bill Hader's his assistant in in tropic thunder but like he was talking basically about how like i forget what it was but it was like tom cruise was like saying something like to him or something about some actor and then bill Hader did an impression of that actor just off the cuff and like tom cruise like does the like <laughs> like clapping and like and he's and, and he and bill Hader was like you would have thought i did like some kind of magic trick and then like after a little bit he's <laughs> like he turned and he was like you do impressions and you're on SNL. And it's like, that's right. <laughs> it's like, you got it, Tom. <laughs> I do. I get the impression. And I like, I don't, I, this could be hundred percent wrong. I have no idea, but I get the impression that when you are hanging out with Tom Cruise, you never know what kind of reaction you're going to get yes. from the thing that you say, like that it, he's going to totally love it. He's going to fly off the handle. He's going to completely ignore it. And part of me feels like, like that's why, people can like be like yeah i was with him and he did this weird thing because like yeah i can see that as like a thing like he just doesn't care about it at all uh yeah because i I think the things that like uh yeah i think it's really hard to i feel like it's really hard to predict yeah yeah i mean the the, the impression i get of him as like someone who you're working with on a movie is that it's like yeah like you you would never develop a very close relationship with him because he's tom cruise and like it'll always be this little bit of a weird thing but he's not a dick like on set, meaning like he's he's not like someone who's like hard to work with really or anything like that. Like he seems like he's pretty normal. I don't to think work he's a, with. I don't think he's a dick at all. Yeah, like yeah, people exactly. talk about that. He's like funny and charming right, and like, right. He is odd, but like, yeah, not a huge dick. Right, no. right. I mean, I can't speak for all the Scientology stuff, which is like kind of its own thing. Yeah, I, but whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as, as far as it goes in terms of like him as an actor, like with fellow actors, yeah, it definitely seems that way. But I know what you mean, because like, you know, Simon Pegg's been on a number of these movies with him now, and he's like kind of like the 
you know, I don't know if he's actually the second build actor, but he's like, if you think of anybody else in these movies after Tom Cruise, it's him. Like, at, or Orving Rames. Orving yeah. Rames, yeah. But like the two of them, I can understand. I can see how that relationship can work. Yes, I agree. Rings and Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it's at the point where like the three of them are like the core of yeah. this franchise. Yeah, now, absolutely. Like they are the constants throughout throughout these movies. So I I think here's what I think. I think Dead Reckoning Part One really good, totally worth seeing on a on a big screen. Um, you know the stunts are good and like it's. Like this guy can deliver, and, and I'm excited for the end of the movie, for the for the end of this franchise, the end of the series. Um, and I actually, after seeing Kittredge, like bring some more people. Like there were so many people in this franchise. Like bring more of them back. Yeah. Like I want to see more of them show up. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. No, I I, uh, I agree with you. Um, yeah, it would have been really cool. I you know, I guess maybe I don't know if she's like too old now or anything like that. But it's like I I I always would have liked to see Max come back from the original movie, uh, Vanessa Redgrave. Now I know what they did instead is they like introduced this daughter character and you know in Fallout, and I know she's in the new movie as well. Um, so you know there's that, but it's a very different character. Like I I you know in in the original I feel like Vanessa Redgrave is so good in that like little role. Um, yeah. So that would have been another character that's like yeah I would have liked to see her again. She is good but odd in that little yes. role. <laughs> But like delightfully odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. D- d- delightfully odd. Um, is is Dead Reckoning Part One, does it like end on an actual kind of cliffhanger sort of thing? Like is it is it, it is it clearly like a to be continued ending? Oh yes. Okay. Completely. Okay. Because like, one thing I was getting like wondering beforehand was it's like, why would you name the movie Dead Reckoning Part One? It's not like this is based on some book where it's like we need to know that like we're dividing it in two. And it's like the only thing I could think of is it's like you're, you want to make it clear from the outset that this is a two-part story and that the first movie is going to end in a cliffhanger so that people aren't like, why did it end here? What's going on? Like like that kind of thing. And it sounds like that's what it is. Right. Like it, it's very much a movie of like, let's assemble what we need to do the thing. Right. And then we're going to end the movie and then we're ready to do the thing. And then we'll do the thing in the next movie. Uh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Which like, again, like, is completely telegraphed. Like it's not like it's not like there's like a it's like it's not like suddenly over. Like there's a there's a very like classic wrap up where it's like four minutes before the movie ends. Like okay, this is they're gonna, they're about to end the movie. Like it's very clear that right. that's what they're right, 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 right. Uh, they're not trying to so they're not they're not trying to sneak it up on you or anything. It's like okay, and 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 you know to the movie's credit, like you feel satisfied. Like you're not like oh ripped off or whatever. Like it's like nah, this totally makes sense. I get it now. Yeah um so so i i think it works yeah 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 i will need to figure out a way to go see this basically maybe you know get a babysitter or something or whatever try to maybe maybe try to see it this weekend so it's so a a quick story about seeing this movie so my 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 family went on a trip and i and i had to stay behind and do some work and i decided like like the one thing i'm going to do for fun while they're gone is i'm going to go see a movie and i decided to see this movie and I ended up having to go to like a 10 p.m. showing, but I found an IMAX theater, um, and so there was like eight people in the in in the, in the movie, and it was like you know a digital IMAX theater. And listen, I know I'm old, but the audio was so loud in this movie that like 
And I know that like it was probably calibrated for a theater full of people and this theater was empty. Right. So it was echoing um, way more than yeah. yeah, but it was just and I know it wasn't just me because everybody was like like, whoa, like when it like when it was when it was hitting so hard and so loud. And like at one point at one point I was like, ah, oh, this seems like a good time to like run to the bathroom. And the bathroom was not right outside the, that theater. There's like another theater and then the bathroom. And like I was in the bathroom and I could hear the movie. It was like through uh, another theater. Through basically. another theater. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh my God, this is, I'm not crazy. This is really, really loud. I feel bad for uh, whatever movie was going on in that middle theater. That middle theater was a non IMAX showing of Dead Reckoning. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but it was, it wasn't actually showing that. It yeah, was, yeah. Okay. It, got it. Got it. You know, it was done for the night. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy loud. But, we're seeing on a big IMAX screen, right? Uh, awesome. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, I have not seen. I did not see Rogue Nation or Fallout in the movie theater. Believe it or not, um, I, th- I think like that. That was at the point basically where it was like I just wasn't going to movies all that often in the theater by mm-hmm. that point. So the last one I saw in the theater was Ghost Protocol, which I saw in IMAX, and which is like I feel like of all the ones, if you want to see one in IMAX, like when it came out, that was the one because the Burj Khalifa scene and and all that. Yeah, still the yeah, still the best stunt in the whole franchise. It is. It, I it, think. It's the, it, mind, it is yeah. the sick. Like I think I think if you think of the whole series, it is probably the signature stunt of Mission Impossible. Like the 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 second one is the fur is the Langley heist in the first movie. But like I think, which I, but, a, but I think which, Burj Khalifa is the is the it's the one everybody thinks of first when they think of Mission Impossible. It's like yeah. when they think of the Burj Khalifa half the time, what people say is it's like, is that the one that Tom Cruise climbed in that Mission Impossible movie? It's like yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Langley heist had a bigger cultural impact. I mean, how many times did we see like someone spoofing that scene? Right. Um, but yes, I think the signature stunt is definitely the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. All that being said, yes, go see this movie. Totally good. If you like Mission Impossible movies, You'll like you this, will like right? this. Movie. This is giving yeah. giving me what I want. Oh, and uh, this movie should be a star making turn for Haley Atwell. Like I know she's been in like I plenty of Marvel Atwell. stuff. Yeah, she, like I like her too. She is so good in this movie. Yeah, like I I already liked her, and I was surprised how good she was in this movie. Like she she should be a fucking movie star after this movie. Like yeah. she is so good. Yeah, I mean, she should be. Uh, yeah, she should. She, I mean, she's really good. She should be a movie star. But I'm glad to hear that she's really good in this and gets a chance to do a lot. It sounds like in this, she does, and, and you know, and she's got to do a lot with Tom Cruise, right. which is like it can't be. You know, it can't be easy to be playing opposite Tom Cruise and and have you know and come across as a big star when you're right. acting with a with a really with like the biggest star on the planet right now. Right, right. So so much the better for her. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Doing it. Count it.